Live from Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. This is J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez. A trip of music discovery. Jamie is picking people he thinks you'll really like. Musicians, artists, producers, and everyone involved in the world of music. Here's your host, Jamie Rodriguez. Every time today's guest performs live, she transforms a room full of strangers into the most intimate setting. She transforms wide open spaces into introspective mind spaces where you start to ponder about your life, the universe, how you can get better, all with syllables and notes in her voice. Ladies and gentlemen, I am talking today about critically acclaimed, universally beloved, indie folk icon, Erin Ray. Welcome everybody to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast. This is your host, Jamie Rodriguez, and we are just over the moon to have Erin Ray join us, a leading voice in the indie music scene. Super admired, like I said, she was raised in Jackson, Tennessee, and Erin grew up in a world surrounded by music and songwriting, first with her parents, who were performers in their own right, and then playing gigs of her own as a teenager after moving to Nashville. Uh, after this, of course, you know, she's gone on to build quite an impressive career, which we will talk about here in the podcast. And, um, you know, putting on airs, the 2018 album that she released, that was her last album. It was quite simply a masterpiece, lauded by everybody from NPR, Rolling Stone, you name it. And, uh, and she's just getting started, folks. So make sure that you stick around and you get on the Aaron Ray bandwagon train. You can check out more, AaronRayMusic.com. If you are new to the show, welcome. You know, what we do in this, uh, in this mission of ours uh, for the past, you know, 15 years since we've been in music is to spread the gospel of up-and-coming artists, current hit makers, and established uh, legends. Really just get into them deep and ask the questions that nobody does, right? And uh, we were just thrilled to have Aaron on today's show for an unforgettable episode. If you have 30 seconds and you like what you hear, please give us a review on your favorite platform. It helps us a lot. And without further ado, guys, here is indie folk icon, Erin Ray. Hello. Hey, Erin. Look at you, Erin Ray. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I like that sign behind you there. I got to get one of those. Oh, with your letters? Yeah, we uh, spruce it up for you. Oh my God, Aaron, let me just look at you. Let me look at your compound. One of the most respected singer songwriters in music today. Everybody loves you, Aaron Ray. Everybody loves you. Thank you. Stoked to have you here. You are too kind. This is a real, this is really brightening up my day right now. Thank you so much. No, and you know, and absolutely, Aaron. And you know, full disclosure to my audience, Aaron, you know, we met a few weeks ago uh, at an afternoon show here in Nashville. And let me tell you, Aaron, I've seen my fair amount of shows in career in radio and whatnot. And there are special moments that make you like realize, man, this is why music is all give a shit about. This is why I live. And when you sang Can't Cut Loose with the sunset over downtown Nashville, with the sun hitting your guitar, is like a moment (laughs) that like, I don't think anyone there will ever forget. Oh, thanks so much. I, that was a very, very special night. Obviously it was the first show back and uh, it was just so, so nice to be, you know, Riverside and the sun was going down. That's my favorite time to play a show is the golden hour. So I was glad you yeah. were there. It's so good to meet you. 
Absolutely, Aaron. And um, is it weird, Aaron, you know, after, you know, obviously no shows last year to kind of like start up the machine again. And now, now you're playing, you know, you're opening for Jade Bird and you're playing here and you're playing there, like from zero to 100. Has that been weird? It, uh, I was nervous like a couple months ago about how that would feel. And, you know, what would my energy level be ready for it? Like just how it feel basically. And it's really just been exciting. Um, I feel like I've done a lot of uh, internal work and, uh, you know, really like embraced the reset time and, um, you know, made a new record. And I'm just so, I'm so excited to get back out and perform with like just a new found, I don't know, just a, a, a clarity, I would say, uh, clarity of purpose or clarity of like yeah intention, you know, not, I don't know about okay. that. That's a big one, but yeah. So it's exciting. I love it. I love it. So, okay, so artistically aside, like, how are you doing today, Erin, as opposed to, like, May of 2020? Like, you mentioned that, like, you're, like, a different person, that you've evolved. Is there something you can share with us that it's, like, man, like, you know, great gratitude or, or something that just completely switched for you? Yes. Um, well, I think, you know, I have, a, I don't know, I've, I've done a lot of, like, therapeutic kind of work uh, behind the scenes and, of course, being being stationary for an extended period of time really really allowed me to and forced me in some ways to to find, you know look at some things within myself and just really I guess the most uh, the simplest way to say it is just that I've moved into like a new chapter of self acceptance uh, self just like across the board you know I think yeah a lot of us have tons of uh, little fears that run a lot of decisions in our lives and um, to speak for myself, you know, I think there's like old, you know, old beliefs and yeah. uh, things that you internalize from growing up or from, you know, just things sure. you absorb over, over a lifetime. And you're like, is this, this must be true about me. And so it's been really grateful or really great. And I'm very grateful to like, most recently, like getting to kind of like look at those fears and see like what they are and be like, okay, well, what, first of all, if that were true, would I still be okay? And it's like, yeah, I actually right. would right. because if I'm able to accept myself as human, then, uh, then, you know, I'm going from that place and I'm not needing this not in a constant state of yeah. of needing reassurance from others. And so I'm, I'm really excited that we're allowed to like connect with others now more because I feel like, um, you know, I'm coming yeah. from that place quite a bit more than I would have been a year ago. I think, you know, Absolutely. of course, like all, like all humans, those things pop up and I imagine will continue to, but I'm just excited to connect with people in a way that where I see them more than I just see myself and how they might see me you know so yeah a hundred percent that's a deep so long answer but <laughs> no 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 but but it, it's right on it's right on i think i think you know what you're getting at is like fears we all have our fears but the difference is you know some people like you discover that it's like okay it's how you manage those fears that make a difference right you yeah. can dance with those fears instead of like avoiding them you can use them to like push you and find a better purpose so yeah that's great yeah thanks 
Yeah, of course, Aaron. And uh, and artistically speaking, like, did this gap make you like appreciate some of the old catalog you have, Aaron? Because I'll, like, I'll give you an example. Let me see, a song like I don't know, like Hard Time Believing, for example, from your 2012 uh, EP there with the Meanwhile's. Yes. You know, did the pause give you a chance to like reflect on like an old song like that and say to yourself, dude, like, I wasn't too bad, not too shabby yeah. <laughs> for like nine years ago. You know. Yeah, I think. Um... Yeah, it's, it's really wild to, to realize, like, a, you know, I started playing music about around a decade ago and just, you know, it's a lot of life, a lot of lifetime, a lot of experiences <laughs> and um, a lot of growing up. But yeah, I was like, you know what? Uh, the song, like, uh, Hope You Get What You Need from that record, and I still play, or from that EP, which thanks for, thanks for knowing it. Um, thanks for knowing that EP. Uh and like crazy talk, I still I've, crazy talk. I've kind of always played uh, just because it felt like I was like, if this guy has some, a solid uh, message and solid bones. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm gonna I'm actually gonna um, do some recording of like just acoustic uh, tracks nice. of a coming up soon of of from like all throughout the catalog. So oh my god, that's awesome. That's yeah. great. That's a great idea. Yeah, I think it's going to be a huge hit, Aaron. And um, okay, so, you know, let's go back to your past a little bit. Uh, we are airing this the day after Mother's Day, right? So you have such a fascinating story, Aaron. Uh, let me ask you a little bit about, you know, your great journey and, and like maybe a little bit about your mom, right? You're, she was a musical soul. She, uh, she did perform weekends there in, uh, in Jackson. Tennessee, but what are some of your memories of your mom, uh, Mother's Day, you know, like musically, just a little bit about your mom? Oh, the, what a, um, thanks for asking about her. I like, uh, I'm like, cool, and a chance to talk about how great she is. I, uh, I feel like I'm moving into an especially like sweet chapter of our relationship where I'm like, maybe my brain is more developed now as like an adult that I can see, you know, her as another separate human being rather than just like my mom who I'm like, you know, right. love and warring against as like a teenager or whatever, early twenties. But, um, she, my mom is really cool. Yeah. She sang harmonies with my dad growing up. Um, yeah. and so that was like a beautiful, I feel like I, my, music self is like a combination of them and she has always had incredible music taste and I have very I have a, a whole lot of memories of her putting on a record in the living room and dancing to it in the middle of the day um, that's so cute it's cool. so sweet yeah and um yeah and she uh she's also a writer she's a therapist um and she's an ordained uh uh, meditation teacher, which I wow, don't know. Wow, she does like, it all. It, what's the right word? <laughs> yeah, so she she's a cool a cool gal to say the least. But um, yeah, she I think you know among the many gifts, I got to hear her sing and play music uh, with my dad, and kind of learned to sing harmonies because of her. Yeah, and then um, you know this like both my parents are pretty spiritual people. And so there's like encouragement that way um, to kind of, and, but not like with, with an open-minded approach, you know, they both 
yeah. So uh, lots of freedom to kind of figure out what, what works for me. But um, cool. Yeah, she um, she's an incredible writer. And when you first mentioned her, the two things that came to mind were this little book of poems that she did. Um, first, she just printed like a handful of copies for some friends, like maybe even 10 years ago now, but they're so special uh, to me. And she's just a great, a great writer. And uh, I feel like my connection to my kind of like belief in my own ability to write comes from her because I, my dad also is a songwriter and introduced me to a lot of wonderful stuff, but early on one of my like earliest memories with her is we she helped me write a poem for class for school uh and it was like i think it was called today my shoes are stinky it was really funny (laughs) but like uh you know not not necessarily profound but uh you know it was she, she just the mirroring that i got from her was like um that i like that that i have talent in that area you know and so yeah. i think that goes a long way obviously and yeah. uh yeah well that's great thanks Get for to see that memory. grandmother now so that's oh, absolutely cool. yeah it's, it's, isn't that funny how like you know you think your parents loved you they give you 100 yeah. and then they become grandparents and it's like oh you gave me 60 percent yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I, um, I'm seeing what's lacking for me now. Um, <laughs> seems like this kid gets a lot more frozen yogurt and ice cream, so. That we do, right. Exactly. Not that I'm keeping track, but. <laughs> well, thanks for sharing those memories, Erin, and we, yeah. we honor your mom, and, you know, because sometimes, you know, that there's great souls like you that everyone loves and respects, and they are the heroes, and th- that go sometimes unnoticed, so, so thanks to her. Yes. For sure, Aaron. And uh, okay, so so musically speaking, okay, so you moved to Nashville from Jackson around sixth grade. Uh, yeah. But uh, I want to ask you about when you first got your guitar there, because you got it pretty late around in high school. Yeah. Was it like love at first sight with the guitar, Aaron? Like what I mean is, I remember last year when Eddie Van Halen died, in the tributes, people were saying he would eat cereal with one hand and like, you know, have the, the guitar in the other. Were yep. you like obsessed like that with the guitar? I, <clears throat> the guitar for me, I feel like my dad maybe had uh, more insight than I did until, cause I had started becoming more and more interested in singing with him, like over the last couple of years of high school and would sing harmonies with him and then was singing in, cho- in chorus. And so he picked out for my like graduation, 18th birthday gift. He picked me out uh, like a Martin guitar. <clears throat> and uh and I, it, I was so excited. I didn't know that he was doing that. Like, I, I think at the time I was like, I think I get a computer, you know, I'm getting a computer. And so I was so like stoked about a laptop, but then that it was just like a very meaningful gift. And to know, like, you know, he, when he picks out things like that, he, he puts a lot of thought into it and he went back and forth on which one. And so, yeah, he taught me some chords right away and then <clears throat> I went to one semester of college and um, at t- Tennessee Tech in Cookville and uh-huh. I was like learning Carrie Underwood songs uh, occasionally right. like you know on ultimate guitar tabs.com <laughs> right. but uh, and then like <clears throat> the songs that he knew like uh, don't think twice it's all right and another song so but it was it wasn't until there was some 
these two guys that would hang out on the stoop and play play guitar. They were from Murfreesboro. And yeah. uh, they were playing Bob Dylan songs and stuff. And I was like, I know a Bob Dylan song. And I wasn't very good but at all. But uh, <laughs> I think I had the chutzpah somehow to like. Right. Just, to go know, for Bob Dylan. To go for it. Yeah. yeah. Why not? So, yeah. But, That's great. That's great, Erin. And, and you touched a little bit there that you went to school for a little bit for one semester. But yeah. I want to ask you about that Christmas break when you kind of went home and you realized like, mm, I got a gig and I think that this is like my purpose. Yeah. Um, was there, how was that moment? Like, did you have like a breakthrough moment? Like, how was that show or was it more like gradual, like natural? How was that like breakthrough? I think it was gradual. It was like a combination of both. Uh, yeah, there's a, a very a regular open mic every Thursday night at this place called Cafe Coco near Vanderbilt. You used to work there, right? At Cafe Coco. I didn't work there, but I you could have uh I you could have said said that because I was there all the time. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> like someone could think that for sure. I uh yeah, so I spent like a couple of years basically going there every week. Um but yeah, the first night it was a 24 hour cafe and my older brother, my half brother had just moved to town from uh, Albuquerque. And he was like, I'm going to this open mic. And I, of course, you know, somehow was emboldened. I was just talking to my friend about this. I think just because I had such strong support from my parents and then some positive feedback from, from others uh, about me, yeah. singing, which was very, you know, it was a very young, unexplored talent probably at the time, but I was feeling confident about it. Anyway, we st I stayed up. I saw some friends, a set of brothers uh, that I knew from high school there. And then um, just, yeah, a handful of musicians. And we all stayed up in this little side room jamming until uh, like two or three in the morning. And that was cool. like, I was 18 you know, going on 19 at the time. And I was like, oh, wow. Like yeah. I just had that elated, like bliss feeling. Right. Like, oh, like this is where I want to be. But I didn't, you know, so I went back right. every week that Like break. this is me. Yeah. Real me. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, so I just kept going back. And That's then my parents, uh, my dad is very Joseph Campbell, like follow your bliss kind of thing. And they let me stay home. So, but, oh, you're breaking up a little bit. I wonder if that's me or you. Hold on, I think you froze for a second. Okay, I got you, I got you okay, back. Yeah. Okay, great. And um, yeah, Erin, and uh, okay, you, you're, I wanna ask about your songwriting now. You're, you're being so generous with your time and like we're not gonna cover everything today, but your songwriting is so amazing, Erin. Like I have to ask, cause like, you know, again, your catalog is so great and your words are so specific and meticulous. Do you ever wish you could, you could go back and enhance a word here or there? Like, I'll give you an example. Like, you know, we were listening the past couple of days to your catalog, like maybe a song like Monticello, right? Yeah. Do you think about it to yourself randomly? You know, I don't know, you're at a turnip truck getting some milk and you you think about Monticello and, and you think, man, I should have changed the word here or there, maybe change a verse and it would have been better. Or is it just like, it is what it is and it's out in the world? Um, I think for the most part, it is what it is. Yeah, there, let's see. There's sometimes 
very very occasionally because I'm not great at editing my my like grammar stuff sometimes. Right. <laughs> but um, I was like, oh, I could have I could have used like not a, not a monumental word, but just you know say something slightly different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think everything kind of just stays as it is. <clears throat> uh, once I've decided it's like done, you know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, thanks. Thanks for yeah. those nice compliments. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, listen, it, it is what it is. These are the facts, Aaron. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, facts are facts, you know. But you know, you're being so great with your time. I have to ask about your touring because again, yes. the stages are opening back up. Things are uh, exciting. The shows are coming fast and furious, Erin. And, you know, Europe, for example, uh, it's it's a special place for you. They love you. You know, places like the Netherlands, Switzerland, special place for you there. And, you know, you have a special relationship. What are some memories, Erin, that last year you were like, oh, man, like that just made my heart sing. Like that you cannot wait to just go back. Specific moments that like that you can share with our audience, like that just that are so unique and you can't wait to get back. There are so many, and I think in a, another wave of this has started to happen in the last couple of weeks, but there would be, I would be like walking my dog in the neighborhood and just get like a, like a flash of standing in a coffee shop in like yeah. Manchester, England, or in Sweden, nice. uh, just like the very mundane, you know, mundane activities like that, or just being able to walk around, um, just kind of marveling at the fact that I've gotten to go so many places um yeah and play music with people that I love and meet people that I now love and um yeah I mean I think most recently at the end of 2019 was um a, a Europe tour with Andrew Combs and that was my first time really uh I had been to Switzerland but in uh, like one small festival in Germany, but right. it was like the first time of getting to go Stockholm and yeah. Yeah. Uh, so many places, <laughs> uh, Oslo and, um, yeah, it's, I'm like struggling to even find the words, but m mostly it's just like this, it's like a glowy feeling around meeting other people that play music, right. uh, that are, that appreciate my music there and kind of that like special bond. And then like, I don't know, just very like a warm glowy feeling around imagining the show setting. Um, yeah. It doesn't, it kind of doesn't matter where it is because it's all. That's the same you know, energy. Special, not to sound cliche or cheesy, but. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> super cool, super cool, Erin. But uh, but yeah, listen, you you've been amazing with your time. You've said it all, Erin. But I have to tell you, you know, been here five months in Nashville, and it is so refreshing and so exciting to just obviously on a on an artistic level, you're amazing and all that, and your harmonies. But like on a human level, you're just an amazing individual, and it's Thank great you. that like your vibe is all over Nashville, and that there's artists like you and there's humans like you. So it it was great to connect, and thank you so much for being yes. on our show, Erin. Thank you so much for having me and so nice to meet you. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to J-Rod Concerts, the podcast with Jamie Rodriguez.